the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's your Accu Weather Forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And we're on. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Welcome to the show. We got a hot one for you today. So we jazzed it up with a little rock and roll there this morning. And uh, I think Ken liked it. He played a little bit more than he usually does. <laughs> Very Johnny B. Goodish. I like that. Yes, I do. Yeah, throw back to when we were kids. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Teenagers, uh, right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm talking with Mary, uh, our marketing rep, last week. And she said, did you hear about the 75 doctors that walked out in protest of taking care of unvaccinated uh, COVID patients over in I think it was in uh, Palm Beach uh, Gardens over on the east coast of Florida. Well, that wasn't really the story. The story was that 75 doctors held a town hall meeting, so to speak, uh, and invited the press to encourage people to get the vaccine. So that, that's a, that was a rumor that was started by MSNBC, Morning Joe. What's wrong with these people in the press? I, I, don't, I don't get it, Ken. What do they lie and make If a story isn't big enough, they just make it big enough. They make it big yeah, they make the truth a little bit bigger. Exactly. <laughs> they stretch it out <laughs> until it reaches the limits of what is true and what isn't. Hey, so, are, we, are we doing? We're doing yellow journalism now, aren't we? We are. Yes. We, and but you and I are telling the truth. Absolutely. Like, absolutely, we love everybody. We don't <laughs> under, we, we can't spin anything. We're not that clever. No, we're not. We're we're just too uh, down to earth and too simple people. It's easier to just remember the truth. Yeah, the truth, and the truth is that this is a great show, and we do a great job. So. And the vaccine works. And the vaccine works. So you got all three. And listen, oh, by the way, I got the vaccine. I've got about four or five hundred doses at the office. <clears throat> so we're we're giving it out. Um, you have to call the office seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. You can go to drbillradiomd.com and click on the uh, link on the upper right. And that'll take you to our practice uh, on online request for an appointment. Uh, probably be easier just to call, uh, but uh, you can do that too, and and we'll get you in as soon as we can. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a you know a cattle call for for depending on how many people we get for the the staff. So we probably will just cordoned off an afternoon to do you know 30 or 40 people at a time. <clears throat> Are we talking about first, second, and third shots, depending on what you need? First, second, and third. All right. I'm encouraging everybody to listen to me and not to the CDC. If you're six months out from your last dose, you need to come in and get a booster. Now, it doesn't matter what you get, but get it. So, Ken, I had the Pfizer back in December and January, the two doses, and we opened the Moderna first because once you open the Pfizer, you got to really hurry up and use it. It's really cool. You should see the container it came in. It's in a big box, and it's got a, a thermos, a temperature, uh, you know, thermos, thermoregulator in there 
or not a regulator, but a, a measuring, you know, measures the temperature, and it, it uh, actually has a transmitter in it, and it transmits the temperature back to uh, Pfizer, and then Pfizer puts it out on the website and sends me an email every day to show me what the temperature is <laughs> box that's full of dry ice and vaccine. And I'm like, this is too cool. This is too cool, man. The things so, we can do in the 21st century, I tell you. I'm telling you, man, I did. I mean, I thought all this would happen, but not in my lifetime. So at any rate, we're going to crack open the Pfizer after we uh, use up the Moderna. I think that's going to go quick because I've only got about 150 doses of that. And we can get more in a hurry because, you know, the, the, uh, the state and the federal government are dying to get the vaccine out and have doctors and nurses. And, uh, you know, I saw a bum up on the street corner. He was he was like five dollars and I'll give you a shot of, of vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know they probably should have done it this way, and I think you've said this before. Just give it to the doctors and let them distribute it. Wouldn't that have been a lot faster and a lot probably yeah. better because yeah. you'd be more one on one with people? Yeah. Well, the problem is, is in Florida you have to sign up with the state health department, so we're a Florida shot site, and most doctors that uh, do primary care and internal medicine. Uh, pediatrics, OBGYN, they sign up, but, you know, some of the specialists don't. Uh, if you are signed up as a physician with the Florida Shot Center, you have to go online and fill out a special form saying that you'll report uh, any adverse events and all the doses you give and that you can handle it and all that. Of course, nobody comes and checks on that. You know, my wife's all upset. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? We have to report. What if it's inaccurate? I said, they're going to lock you up, woman, and I'm going to have a party. <laughs> they're going to say, don't bother us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you're giving that. So, what's the phone number again if somebody wants to make an appointment? 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. And the date yeah. to be determined. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you call and make an appointment. If we're not overwhelmed, we'll just work you in because you really don't need to see me. Hmm. Now, you need to bring your uh, insurance card. Uh, if you've had if you've had the vaccine, can bring your little CDC card that they recorded the doses on, so we can add to that. And um, also, uh, bring yourself. We need you. <laughs> That's a prerequisite. We prefer that you bathe before you come. <laughs> And we do not allow any strong scents or odors in the office because I get migraines. So no perfume, no cologne, no, uh, you know, smelly body washes. Just come in as yourself. And uh, we can charge $40. You don't have to pay that. Medicare and the insurance companies pay that. And if you're uninsured and you're not on Medicare, uh, we'll still take you and give you the vaccine for free. And then we will still bill uh, the government will pay us $40 for the administration, which is not, you know, I mean, it's not unreasonable. we got to keep the office open. And, and uh, it takes a lot of effort to, to do all of this and store the stuff. And you So know, there's it's, no out-of-pocket for anybody? Yeah, there's no out-of-pocket. But please do bring your insurance card because your insurance company will pay us 40, 40 beaners. And we'd appreciate that because uh, Dr. Bill is getting a little poor here. <laughs> The show costs a lot of money to put on. Hey, it's not cheap. That's right. Not cheap. And by the way, St. Pete MRI, one of our sponsors, um, I went up there for an MRI of my brain and my neck. I saw my neurologist because my migraines are still acting up. He's got me on some good medicine now. Seems to be helping. 
but he wanted an MRI in my brain and neck, and they had this really cool MRI machine. You know, the old the old ones, you felt like you were in a in a tomb, and this is an open bore, and uh, it was pretty quick. But boy, those things are noisy, Ken. Oh my gosh, they give you earplugs, and then they give you a headset to play some music, and it's still really okay. Well, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. As long as you don't get claustrophobia, you know. No, I and, didn't you know, like that feeling at all, being in those things. Well, you know, you can take some, you know, you can get your doctor to give you some Ativan or something before you go in it. Uh, they're, they're miraculous pieces of equipment. So, at any rate, I, I just wanted to give a shout-out to our sponsor, St. Pete MRI. What a, what a nice group of people they are, too. They're up there uh, up there near the Gandhi in St. Pete. And uh, so it's fairly convenient for Tampa if you're on the – Bay side of uh, um, it would be the west side of Tampa. You're pretty close to it. You're about as close as I am down here in Gulfport. You can get over there in a hurry, just jump on the Gandhi, and you're there. So the vaccines now in the in the Delta variant got all this commotion going on. Uh, does it work? Uh, yes, it is protective, but the protection uh, offered by the vaccines is beginning to be understood more. This is from an article from uh, JAMA. And uh, data from the U.K. suggests that one dose of either Pfizer or the AstraZeneca, which is the same as the Johnson and the Johnson over there, is insufficient to protect against symptomatic infections with the Delta variant. So uh, you need at least two doses of the uh, of the vaccine. And I, I told Ken before the show that I gave myself a third dose and I'm saying take it at six months. Don't wait till later nine months. The reason the CDC said eight months, Ken, is because that's the data that they have so far the, uh, of, of how long you have uh, measurable antibody levels. So they're guessing that it's going to drop after eight months. But you know what? Uh, with the Delta, the higher your antibody levels, the more protection you have. And are you going to die from the Delta variant? No, not if you're vaccinated. Not if you're fully vaccinated, but you, you mean you can get sick. But the problem is, is you're going to spread it to somebody else, Ken. Yeah, that's the problem. Now and you so, took the, you took the third dose. How, how, what compared to the second dose? How were the symptoms? Well, they, they so far not bad. I gave it to myself yesterday around noon, and um, I gave it in my uh, thigh because it's it was hard for me to do my left arm, um, and my thigh is sore. It's I'll admit it, and you know I felt a little little feverish during the night, but not bad. I had taken some ibuprofen, some Advil, and uh, my neurologist also put me on gabapentin, which is this medication for uh, blocking uh, nerve conduction. So it cuts down on chronic pain. It's not a narcotic. It's not, you know, it's not an addictive drug. It's actually an old time seizure medication for epilepsy. Uh, But, you know, the nerve cells in the periphery are the same as in the brain. And so it, it blocks their conduction of impulses and cuts down on chronic pain. So that may have helped too. I don't know. Um, um, The wife wants to try it when she gets her shot this week. Oh my God, she pitched a fit last week. I had my uh, Dupatrain's contracture injected. You know what those are? What are those? They are, have you seen those people with, they've got like those ropey things on the palms of their hands under their skin? Looks like a tendon popping up. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, those are called Dupatrain's contractures. There's a genetic component, and then there's also uh, trauma. And, of course, being the, the uh, physical laborer, laborer that I am, you know, I'll, I don't mind going out and swinging a sledgehammer. Um, 
I've over the years I've done some damage, and so my baby finger was curled up in my left hand because the 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 tendon sheath had filled up with with uh, scar tissue and it pulled the tendon down and I couldn't straighten my finger out. So I went and saw my hand surgeon, uh, George Rodriguez, and he injects it with this, uh, uh, this medicine that breaks down the collagen bands. And so you go in and he numbs you up and your whole hand is numb and then he injects the collagen into the tendon sheath. And then you go back in two days and he numbs you up again and you're all black and blue and you, you look like you've been in a slap fight and, uh, and he, and so we're talking and he comes back in and he's like cranking my finger open. <laughs> you could hear the collagen bands popping. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, you could, okay, if you say so, <laughs> you could hear it. And I was like, you know, we're talking about restaurants. I said, where are you, where are you going out to eat now, George? Cause I've known him for decades. <laughs> anyway, uh, man. So how effective are these uh, vaccines against the Delta variant? Well, the, the uh, mRNA vaccines, the, uh, the uh, Pfizer-BioNTech, and, of course, the Moderna is going to be the same, is about 88% effective after two doses, and the Johnson & Johnson is 67%. So what I am telling people, because they say, well, shouldn't I get the same thing I got before? That it, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In fact, if you got the Johnson & Johnson I would encourage you to get uh, one of the mRNAs, either the the Pfizer or the Moderna. I think you'll get more protection from that, Ken. Okay. Get into the 95 percentile of, of protection. Now, even if you do get this uh, uh, Delta virus, if you've been immunized, there's overwhelming uh, majority of severe cases and deaths are among unvaccinated. We, we're seeing, I don't think we have anybody in the hospital who was vaccinated with the with the virus. Oh my God, I got to tell you this, Ken. So I'm coming in, I think it was Friday. I'm, I'm, I'm parking the front of the hospital in the front lot because the doctor's lot was full. Damn doctors. They got any... <laughs> <laughs> Who are they to take my place? At any rate, you know, they should have like, a, a, you know. A, you should have your own spot, your own dedicated yeah, spot. You know, I should be emeritus. I should be like the senior doctor. I think I'm the second oldest guy on staff. Now. Well, you should have parking spot number two then. That's right. And so I'm coming in, and there's this family out in, in the uh, in the parking lot, and this young man, I would guess his 20s, uh, he's screaming and crying. He wants to kill the doctors, and he's going on and on. And, uh, and I'm walking in, and he saw my stethoscope, and he said, you come here, come here. I, I, oh, what, what, I, did you ever find out what it was about? Yes, uh, yes. His 30-year-old brother died from COVID. Oh. He's blaming the doctors. Now, the whole family, we've tried to talk to them and say, you guys need to get vaccinated. They don't believe in the vaccine. And they, they're they asking us, uh, can't you put a needle in his lungs and take the fluid out? Well, it, it's it's not fluid around the, the lungs. So it's not like there's a pocket of fluid between your chest wall and your lung. This is microscopic, and it's, uh, you know, millions of little areas that it's in, and it's diffused throughout the, throughout the lung. The lung's kind of like a honeycomb and uh, only much more microscopic than that. And so you get all this debris from the autoimmune response. And then uh, once your lungs fill up uh, and you can't transport oxygen and carbon dioxide back and forth, well, guess what? Your oxygen levels drop. And uh, so your right heart is put in a bind because that's what pumps out into the lungs. The lungs are all clogged up and the, the blood vessels start constricting. 
And so then you go into right heart failure. And basically, ultimately, that's what people die from. Ah. We These stories are just terrible, Doc. I mean, I've been reading them all week, and it's just heartbreaking. It, it is. And I think this uh, I think this kid that died, and I call him a kid, 30 years old. Yeah. For me, that's a kid. I think he had three or four kids at home. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, this this is nothing to play around with. This is uh, we're uh, we are not kidding you. We're not making this up. It's there's not no a, conspiracy. This is actually happening. This is no conspiracy. This is it's. There's no aliens involved. Uh, there's no tracking devices in the, in the vaccines. They're just you know the messenger RNA vaccines are just little strands of genetic material, and it won't hurt you, and it will help you. So. Yeah. I don't know what else we can do. And by what? By the way, we got the vaccine, so you can come on in for your first, second, or third dose. Seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. And again, Ken, I got to tell you, if you got the Johnson and Johnson, I would advise you to uh, get a dose of Moderna or Pfizer. I think you'll get better protection. I All really right. Do. Well, I did get a Johnson and Johnson, so. I'll- well, you can come down to the office. Uh, well, you, you're headed out out of town in October, right? Yeah, I'm going back up to um, the Chicago area. So, so you just come in in you know late September, and we'll give you a booster. I was going to ask you how long would I have to have before I'd be fully vaccinated with a third one? Two weeks, I imagine. Huh? Well, two to three weeks, two I would three? think. So. Okay. And come in and come in in early September. Then come in after uh, Labor Day. Yeah, we'll, I think I will. Yeah, we'll hit you up. We'll yeah. break out the, the Pfizer just for you. Because weddings can be one of those places where everybody just gets sick if you're not careful. I know. Well, uh, you know, Rodriguez and I were talking while he was cranking my hand open, and he he said that uh, one of his aunts died, and and at the beginning of the epidemic, and they all wanted to have a, a big funeral, and he said, "I don't want to come," and they talked him into it, but he went, you know, double masked with a face guard and wouldn't get close to anybody, and they said, "Oh, you're crazy. This isn't any big deal." Well, guess what? <laughs> Two or three people that were that were at the funeral died. Oh my! From from the virus, but you know what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, that that's personal responsibility takes control at some point. Uh, well, I, I you know I said last week, even though I'm very conservative, this is one time I think that we need the president to really step in, declare martial law, and mandate vaccines unless you have some pressing medical reason not to. We got doctors that are telling people not to get the vaccine. It's craziness. It makes no sense to me. And it's just going to last longer. Uh, yeah, it's going to last longer. And by the way, you know what? You get the Delta, you're fully vaccinated. You get the Delta virus, you have a cold, right? And you get a snotty nose and a sore throat and mm-hmm. days it's gone. But as you're walking around coughing and sneezing, you're, you're giving it to all the unvaccinated. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my I God. I don't know what to tell you. Doc, we just can't break through some with some people. Oh, I know. And then... And then this crazy president, you know, he tried this moratorium on uh, on uh, um, evictions for non-payment of rent because of the of the shutdown, I guess, in the workplace and people didn't have money, and uh, and so he wanted to extend that, and a bunch of landlords and realtors and um, groups got together and sued him, took it to the Supreme Court, Ken, where they won, they won, yeah. Supreme- said, Mr. President, you do not have the power to tell business people that they can't collect rent on the property that they own. So that was a big win for those of us who actually own private property. And uh, I feel bad for the people who can't afford their rent, but, you know, go back to work. 
Uh, yeah, some 3.5 million people, I guess, are expected to be evicted. So, and you know. don't get a job. Yes, right. Well, you know what? I think I, I have a feeling that some of those people may have been saving up some of that rent money. That's and, right. And just not paying their rent. That, well, I'm sure that so that's... So they might be able to walk out of that apartment, whatever, with a big stack of money in the bank. But you got to remember, Ken, there are a lot of people out there that are just not making that much money. And, you know, a rent for uh, an apartment in St. Pete, one of my back office people... $1,000 a month, that's a lot of money for her. That's a lot of money for her. That really is. I, I, you know, my son, he found a place out in um, Boulder for a couple of grand, but he's sharing it with three other guys. So, you know, they're down to about $700, including their, their utilities. So that's, uh, that's a good thing. And, uh, but, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for these young people starting out. Well, you know, that's... Um... There's a lot of jobs out there. There's a lot of jobs, and it's time that people got back to work. And, you know, we were having all kinds of problems finding people to work. I think when you go to get an apartment, if you've been out of work and you've been evicted, I think your new landlord, if they see you have a job now, will be a little more sympathetic, even though you may have been evicted. Yeah, because then you can start paying them something. Exactly. And and so you, you say, look, I can't pay you the full 1000 a month. Can you... Let me get by on 500 for, you know, three or six months until I'm back on my feet. Now, the guy that rents from me who has a pharmacy in my building, you know, he asked me to go easy on him when he first moved in. I said, all right, you know, you stick with me and I'll stick with you. And I've helped him out. Now, now that he's doing well, of course, I've increased the rent to the market rates. And he said, okay. See? I said, I said, admit, you know, I carried you for eight or 10 years here now, and, and I need to make a little money on this place. I'm, I'm just pouring money into it. And he said, I agree. And so, uh, stand up, a stand up guy. I like that. Yeah. Stand up guy. And you know, one hand washes the other, Ken, one hand washes the other. So what do we do? We just keep working together. That's the only thing that we can do is, uh, is keep keep doing what we're doing, but we do need to get people back to work and you're not going to get them back to work if they got free rent and uh, they're getting food stamps and those EBT cards and $2,500 checks in the mail. And uh, you it's know. just better for your, it's better for you psychologically. It's better for your self-respect. You know, you're, you're out there. You got that right. I mean, nothing makes me feel full and whole and uh, uh, of value and worthwhile is when I'm busy doing things, working, uh, building, constructing, working on computers, working on people, working on the radio, working on the radio show, working with you. I mean, these are the things that make us feel connected. Yeah, We're, absolutely. And, you know, sitting at home playing video games and watching reruns of I Dream of Genie, that's, you know, that's no way to live. Uh, well... I don't know. I dream of Jane. I <laughs> it's a pretty good show, actually. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. <laughs> so at any rate, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Oh, by the way, the State Department, you know, it's been a bad week for Biden. The State <laughs> Department contradicted one of his statements, uh, contradicted Biden's remarks that there may be a kill list provided to the Taliban. <laughs> so, oh, that's so, beautiful. I hadn't heard that one yet. Where's this guy come up with this stuff? I mean, if he did do it on purpose or even on it by accident, I mean, is, isn't well, that? Well, that must have been some sort of list of here's the people we're going to be protecting. So don't touch them. Yeah. And, and they so said, that, oh, thank you very much. 
Taliban says thanks, and they go out and shoot them. <laughs> we know exactly where to aim now. Thank you, yes. Yeah, thank you for – I mean, you know, let's just put a target on him. Exactly, yeah. I don't know, Doc. When are, we gonna, when are they going to let us run this place? Um, soon, I hope. Listen, if we don't win in the midterm, I'm I'm saddling up my army. We're marching to D.C. and taking over. Um, can, I'll take a bus, but uh, you go ahead and march. You can you can do the news coverage. Oh, that's great! That's terrific. We'll rent a helicopter. You 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 be up there with a the helicopter and a cameraman and live radio. Feed. And we'll Facebook it live. That's right. Salem Broadcasting will love you. They'll say, "Oh, he's so wonderful." So at any rate, Biden's uh, looks like he's just losing on all fronts. Something's wrong with this guy. I mean, we know that he's he's got some dementia. We know he's got Parkinson's disease. We know he's on medication. Was there any ex- explanation for what happened at the press conference when he just had his hands, his head in his hands for a while? Um, I, I I think he had a. Uh, I think part of the dementia is that you do have lapses and you do have moments where where things are just not connecting in your brain. You know, part of the problem with with Parkinson's disease is it deteriorates parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. The parts that it first affects are the motor, uh, fine motor uh, tremor smoothing out, so to speak. And so that's why you see that pill rolling tremor of the hands. And he had that before the, uh, before the election during the campaign. And he also had the Parkinsonian shuffle, which is, you know, that kind of stiff walk and um, and you start going and you go have to go faster and faster because you can't keep your balance and he also has the parkinsonian mask where his face is is fixed you know he doesn't have any expression in his face and that's that's not because he is expressionless it's because he has a disease where he can't move his facial muscles anymore uh, they got his medications regulated and i'm sure that during the day they they give him pro vigil which is kind of like speed for uh people with uh, uh, narcolepsy and seniors who are uh, demented and are on medications. It kind of helps wake him up because he, he's been a lot sharper since he became president than before, even though he's not very sharp. But he does have these moments when it's kind of scary, actually. That's just part of, part of the Parkinsonian dementia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but he's reading the teleprompter well. And uh, he's actually sticking to what he said he was going to try to do during the campaign. He said he wanted to get out of Afghanistan. I, this is this is a disaster. This isn't going to play out. <laughs> he never said I was going to leave everybody else behind. But, yeah, I mean, he never said, uh, by the way, hey, the rest <laughs> of you guys over there. <laughs> so, you know, technically, I guess he didn't lie to us. He's not getting out. <laughs> he's telling you the truth. I mean, I— Everybody said Obama was a liar. If you listen to him on the campaign trail, everything he did was everything he said he wanted to do, or he tried to. He tried to get it done. So, I mean, you know, obviously you have to adjust depending upon the circumstances. If you're the president, or if you're a doctor on a case, or if you're a lawyer in the courtroom, I mean, you, you know, you you have to make adjustments. But if you have a basic game plan and you stick to it, even if it's stupid one, well. <laughs> Not a stupid liar. You're just stupid. That's right. So, and we want our president to be above all honest. <laughs> exactly. We don't care if he's stupid. Apparently, we just we want him honest. And if you're stupid, we just <laughs> we hey. just want. <laughs> that would be a good point. I think to uh, take a little break. What do you think? You need a cup of joe? 
I need a cup of Joe, baby. I, I've got it. I, am I holding up here today? I, I'm, I'm not doing too bad for having had the second or third dose, have I? No, I think we're having a great show. The first half hour just flew by. We'll be right back, everybody. I'm Dr. Bill. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. An Afghan police chief says a rocket has struck a neighborhood northwest of Kabul's International Airport this morning amidst the U.S. evacuation there. One person has been killed. Nobody has claimed responsibility for the attack. The rocket fire comes as the U.S. winds down a historic airlift that saw tens of thousands evacuated from Kabul's International Airport and the question of whether thousands may be left behind as well. Hurricane Ida rapidly intensifying this morning. The National Hurricane Center says maximum sustained winds now stand at 150 miles per hour. It's a Category 4 hurricane and expected to strike New Orleans or thereabouts sometime early this afternoon. And Hurricane Nora is turning northwest up Mexico's Pacific coast today toward the narrow Gulf of California. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi. 727-577-2220. When they chose the path of least resistance, you chose the road to success. When they chose to follow the crowd, you chose to lead the way. And now that you've arrived, you deserve a sports sedan as uncompromising as you are. The 2021 Acura TLX. Redesigned from the ground up with an aggressive wider stance to grip the road longer wheelbase, and optional all-wheel drive to rocket you through turns like you're on rails, and power to spare 
with an available 355 horsepower turbo V6. And the best place to test drive your brand new 2021 Acura TLX is Moss Acura Tampa, where you'll experience the difference you deserve. The choice is here. The choice is clear. Choose the 2021 Acura TLX. Choose Moss Acura at mossacura.com. Let's be honest. The first thing you do when you get to your job you hate is play on your phone. Why continue to waste away? We all know there's something better out there than doom scrolling. At National Aviation Academy, you can learn to work on and maintain aircraft in as little as 14 months. Call 800-659-2080 or visit wingmenwanted.com. Leave the clickbait and job behind you. It's time for a career. For more information about our statistics, visit naa.edu slash consumer dash information. AM 860, The Answer. Online at theanswertampa.com. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. A high roof current risk is in effect through Monday morning. Otherwise, times of sun and clouds today with a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high 92. Increasing cloudiness tonight with a low 78. Clouds and sunshine tomorrow with an afternoon thunderstorm and a high 91. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, and we're doing a show here, folks. So uh, we're halfway through it, a little more than halfway. Ken and I are really hitting on it. And <clears throat> so this attack uh, at the Kabul airport, Ken, was carried out by, guess who? ISIS. ISIS-K, and, though. I'm not familiar with the K. The K is for the uh, the branch that's going to take over Afghanistan, oh, I guess. So they released their— It's uh, a corporate structure thing. I understand. Yeah, okay. it's a— did you know they have a, a news channel called Amok Media? They actually announced it on that. I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me for some reason. The K stands for Khorasan, uh, which I think is uh, a reference to the old Persian Empire that stretched from, I, I guess, from uh, Iraq all the way to... Uh, Afghanistan, probably. Well, all the way, yeah, all the way to the Hindu Kush Mountains, probably Pakistan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they probably made it to the Hindus River, uh, and uh, it, it was a big empire at one time. <clears throat> Probably all the way to China. Well, I'm sure that they incurred into northwestern yeah. China. They still are. I mean, you yeah. know, the, the Chinese, are they're worried, and they're, they've got a big problem now that we've left. You know, there's a big void there, a big gap in the Pakistanis that, that are civilized. Uh, they're concerned, too, because al-Qaeda is uh, there in Pakistan, and— uh, the Taliban are in Pakistan, and ISIS is in Pakistan. And who predicted that ISIS would be popping right back up a few weeks ago? Who was that? It could have been the doctor, I know. It was the doctor, yeah. And so <laughs> here they come. And guess where else they're going to pop up again? Iraq and Syria. And so all the hard work that's been done over the past uh, several years by the Trump administration and the military and uh, I mean, it's it's all for naught. I mean, we're walking out uh, after we have won the war. We're walking out. You again, know, we're, again, we're doing this. Again, we're doing that. This is insanity. This is insanity. And we're leaving these people tens of billions of dollars of uh, high tech equipment and armaments. And they're Stone Age people. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, come on. You're well, going to beat women because they don't have some covering over them? So what's China going to do now? China going to come in there and uh, fight on the side of the Taliban against ISIS? I've got no problem with that if that's what they want to do. Anything that keeps both of those folks busy. I, I do not know how China's going to handle this because Xinjiang, the northwest province, actually touches a little piece of Afghanistan. And, uh, and it also touches Turkmenistan and uh, Pakistan. And so they've got, uh, you know, they're surrounded in that area by Muslim countries that have, uh, you know, large um, radical factions, you know, Islamic fundamentalists who want to kill everybody that's not an, not a Muslim or enslave them. Hey, guess what? You know, the Quran says that if you're an atheist or a polytheist, polytheists, they were talking about like the Hindus and that you know, they even think that Christians are, especially Catholics are polytheists because we had statues of Mary and Joseph in our churches. <laughs> and I was talking with one Muslim doctor and she said, well, you guys worship those other people. I said, no, and Ave Maria, Ave is, is hello. That's high in, in Latin. It's like, hey, mom, can you whisper in, in Jesus's ear a little something for me? Yeah. <laughs> But, but we know who the we know who the big chiefs are. So that's uh, yeah. We know you know we understand that uh, that there is one God with three separate personalities, so to speak. And people say, well, how can that be? Well, I mean, if he's God, he can do what he wants. Can exactly. Don't go putting but, any limits on God. I told you I was talking to him the other day. I think I told you this last week too about the the epidemic, the virus epidemic, I said, what'd you do this for? And he said, dude, that wasn't me. I'm a Darwinist. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, apparently he just set everything in motion and then just kind of sat back to see what would happen. <laughs> I think he, and you know, there's some basic laws and rules, you know, like math and, and scientific laws. And, you know, if you smack some kid on the playground, you're going to get smacked back and that sort of thing. But, but after that, I think he's just like, well, you're, you're big kids. You do it on your own. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. So we had 103 people, Afghans, killed at that airport bombing, and what, uh, 12 or 13 of our soldiers also killed? Yes, sir. Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a horrible thing. And there's no reason for it. I mean, we could have kept security there until everybody was out. And what's what difference does it make if you're out by the 31st of August or, or 9-11 or Christmas or New Year's? I mean, first of all, we shouldn't even be going at all. But I, what is the difference, Ken? What Do you understand it? Why, why, is there, why do you announce a deadline to your enemy so they can get their troops set up and move right in? Well, what I understand, why don't they let you leave? I mean, I think they would help you move everything out if they really want you to leave. Yeah. You know, they should be sitting there. Oh, come on, we'll help you out. Take some of our planes with you. Well, maybe we don't want those, but. Oh, they're junk. Yeah. But uh, the only thing about all of this equipment that we're leaving behind, like tanks and helicopters and uh, vehicles, is they don't have the parts or the experience to repair these. So it's. it's or really the know how to operate some of that stuff. Well, I mean. Uh, the helicopters, especially. The helicopters, I mean, you can probably train some pilots, but they probably are short on pilots now because I'm sure that a lot of the pilots got out as quick as they could. Why don't we just blow it all up before we leave? Well, that's what I would do. Yeah. I would just take it off the map. Yeah, absolutely. You'd get none of it. So what's ISIS get out of this? 
Well, the Taliban says they don't want ISIS there, but but they're there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't see the Taliban arresting any ISIS members. I mean, if they are, we're not hearing about it. Well, from what I'm reading, they hate each other. Well, yeah, because ISIS is even more fundamentalistic. uh, and They want to enslave all the women. They don't want to just beat them. Now, listen, I don't have a problem with beating the wife. Don't, don't, don't. No, don't. Okay, but it's not because she's not wearing a burqa. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, I can't because she, she can kick me in the face. <laughs> well, I'm afraid of her, Ken. Well, that's not good either. You shouldn't be afraid of the woman she's you, the you love. She's girl I've ever met. <laughs> so, oh, did you hear Sirhan? Sirhan has been Sirhan, Sirhan. That, is a, that shocked me when I read that. Up for parole. Now, for those of you who are too young to remember, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, that was uh, JFK's little brother, who was our attorney general while uh, JFK was in power. Was he leading the polls? I think he probably was. He he was uh, leaving. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, he, he was, was leading the Democratic primaries. They were still was, in the primaries. He was winning the Democratic primary. That was in 67, 68. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was... He had just given a speech, and he was walking out through the back of the uh, of the auditorium or the stadium or whatever, and Sirhan Sirhan came up and shot him dead. He died the next day. <clears throat> so, so Sirhan Sirhan went to prison, and uh, I think he's been in prison, what, 68, so uh, 8 from 11 is, uh, what, 53 years? Something so he's like got to be a pretty old guy right now. He's got to be a pretty old yeah. guy, so, you know, probably he's demanded they're going to— let him go on parole. And I think Robert Kennedy's son uh, said that uh, that's fine with him, that he, he wasn't going to oppose it. Because, you know, you can go and oppose uh, the release of a prisoner before a parole board if you're intimately involved. So he's looking kind of old, and they say, oh, he's a changed man now. Well, hmm. he's probably too old to remember how to be a sociopath, you know. He's got <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't remember that moment. He says he says he doesn't remember the moment when he actually uh, pulled the trigger. So. That, that, a lot of the criminals say that they they commit a murder and they say I don't remember the actual act. But I don't believe that you know sociopaths. Uh, they lie, Ken. You may not know that. No kidding. They, Do they? They lie. <laughs> uh, they lie frequently and they lie a lot. And uh, so this is. Uh, it's interesting to see. And Robert Kennedy might have won the uh, might have won the election. I don't know because everybody was so upset with the Democrats over the Vietnam War that Nixon, I think he won in a landslide, one of the biggest victories in history. Certainly, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was right up there. Second one was really a landslide, but the first one, first one was pretty good, but yeah. the second one was really a landslide. I think the only president to ever be uh, to ever have. All of the uh, electoral college vote for him, 100%, was George Washington in his first term. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well. And that was it. The second term, no. <laughs> 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 so at least we had one that was 100%. Uh, at any rate, Robert Kennedy was killed. And uh, so the, the Kennedy boys, they took it on the chin. Joe died in World War II. And JFK was uh, shot in, what, 63? Yeah. And then uh, Bobby in 68, and that left us with Ted. Oh, my God. That's pretty much what the country said. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Of the so. I mean, well, then he had his own little problems too with the. Uh, yes, he did. Mary he Jo, was, I forgot what her last name was. Kopechnik. Yes, that sounds right. Chappaquiddick Bridge. Yeah. Yes. You know, those of you who don't remember, he was drunk and driving his girlfriend home and ran off the Chappaquiddick Bridge, and she drowned, and he got out and and uh, ran away and said he didn't remember any of it. Hey, didn't we just talk yeah, we about just, Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Well, that was the end of his presidential aspirations. Thank God. Yeah. The Kennedys uh, do, have not done good for our country. They have left us in more messes. And so now we got these horrible Taliban that are coming back and ISIS. And uh, I'm putting up, a for those who are watching live streaming video of the show, um, there's a picture behind me of some of the women after the attack last week, blood on their faces, crying. And is this what we want to leave? Is this the, is this the, the impression we want to be going out with? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is this is when not, we spent trillions of dollars for a result that just yeah, isn't there? It's not there. It's just and 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 Kabul was doing really well. Ken, people were going to school. There's an American university there, and now they don't know how they're going to get all these students out that are in the American university in Kabul because you know they'll they'll kill them. Yeah, they'll kill them. But apparently, yeah. he didn't get he didn't stretch far the, our rehabilitation of Afghanistan. Just the major cities, probably. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a divided country. There's still a lot of tribes, you know, the northerners and the southerners hate each other. But, I mean, that's true in most countries. Uh, how do you get them together? Well, you go in and you, you do what we were doing. And you keep doing it till they stop and you get them together, you know. I mean, the, the Japanese, they had their own internal uh, debates over World War II. And I was talking to a woman at the uh, National Library. We were there years ago. And I said, where are you from, Japan? She said, yeah. I said, you look like you're old enough to have lived through World War II. And she said, I am. And I said, uh, was everybody in Japan for the war? And she said, oh, no. My father said, this is, you know, this is going to be a disaster for us. But don't ever say anything to anybody and told her not to even open her mouth. But actually told her as a child that it would end in, in defeat for Japan. So there was internal dissent. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to say anything because you'd probably get taken out back and shot. Yeah, they'd chop your head off just, just like that. Yeah. Or they'd, they'd say you can fall on your sword and commit Harry Carey. Yeah, but you're dead either way. So. Either way, you're dead. So everybody. So it was, kinda... it was a silent, possibly a silent majority. Well, I'm sure towards the end of the war it was. Yeah, and, oh, certainly. And, you know, the the only concession we made, because we initially said unconditional surrender, no terms, uh, was uh, MacArthur talked him into letting the emperor stay in, in place. But he said that the emperor, he said to the emperor, you're going to have to go out and meet the people and let them see that you're not a god. And they had never seen the emperor. And so he traveled around the country uh, giving speeches and on little platforms and you know, people were amazed. He was just a little guy with glasses that looked like them. Standing next to MacArthur, who was well, about 6'7". Yeah, he was a big boy. Yeah. he looked, The Japanese emperor did not look very emperorish. No. And uh, he was just a little squirt of a guy. Wow. But at least he had the good sense to tell uh, to tell his uh, 
council has Tojo and, and the cabinet, the war is over. I don't want it. And, you know, they were going to try and kill the uh, assassinate the uh, uh, the emperor because they knew he was going to make that announcement on radio. Right. It was recorded. They were trying to get the recordings and destroy them and, and, and kill him and kill him at the same time. Yeah. That's how fanatical they were. Even after we hit him with two nukes. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I'm sure Tojo was afraid he'd get his head chopped off. Well, that was going to happen, certainly, yeah. Yeah. At any rate, what do you do? So we've got all these people in Afghanistan still. And have you heard about the Pineapple Express? This the, is a U.S. No, what's the Pineapple Express? U.S. veterans have volunteered to secretly rescue allies in, in Afghanistan. So a group of veterans are coming together, and they are uh, forming, I guess, private-like armies. And I'm sure that they're being funded by, uh, by conservative people who, and families who would like to get their loved ones out. And, of course, Afghanistans who worked with us and their families, we've got to get them out because they'll be killed. And, uh, and so th- this is pretty good. This was announced on August 27th, which was, what, three days ago, two days ago? Well, they would absolutely need the assistance of the U.S. military, wouldn't they? Not necessarily. I mean, I, I would think that it would be nice if the U.S. military would help them, but they probably have access to uh, resources, and there's probably caches of arms that, that the good guys have hidden over in Afghanistan, and I'm sure that the Taliban will be looking for them yeah. shortly. So these are highly trained U.S. military veterans, and, and they have been secretly rescuing hundreds of allied operatives from Afghanistan, volunteering over fears those allies would otherwise be left behind, according to the New York Post. And the, it's already it's going on, Ken. It's going on. It's, it's already gone on for over a week now, and they call it the Pineapple Express. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. Well, I wish them the best of luck, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, um, you know, if, if they need uh, some assistance— We'll, we'll drum up some money for it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it, but we'll drum up some money. I, I hadn't heard about that. That is awfully dangerous, I would think. Yeah. I, that's awfully dangerous. Yeah, and, and other people were saying, well, why don't people just walk out of Afghanistan into Pakistan or Tajikistan? Do you know what mountain range is there? It's a little um, forbidding, yes. It's the Himalayas. Yeah, you can't just walk over. Yeah. Yeah, this is and, not sound of music, you know. No, and and you don't know where there are terrorist cells that are scattered throughout the country, and uh, I mean you you basically have to travel at night, and and, and the be, worst of them are hiding in the mountains. Yeah, and, yeah, the worst of them are hi- that's right. They're hiding in the mountains, or they're in Kandahar, hiding behind their their women's uh, burkas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's a tough tough situation, a really sad situation. But at any rate, it's not going to be easy to just walk out of Afghanistan. I mean, I, I guess you could do it. I'm sure that somebody's done it, but, the, you know, you got school teachers and professors at the American University. They're not going to walk out. They can't. They don't have that ability. Well, you, and you, if you can't take your family, you know you're giving them a death sentence. Yeah, and I mean, even if you could take your family... Uh, let's say you got your grandmother or your mother and uh, she's 65, 70 years old and you're going to hike through the mountains with her at night. Not good. Uh, That's, that's tough. That's tough duty. Uh, And it all could have been avoided if we would just thought this thing out a little better. Well, you expand your security zone, make sure everybody's covered. And then when everybody's gone, you leave. 
Ken, you're assuming that the people in charge are thinking. <laughs> Darn. I always make that mistake. Now, you know, some people say it's a conspiracy. I said, well, it may not be. They may really be that stupid. That, exactly. That's my opinion. And I <laughs> think that they just just don't get it. Uh, but did you hear, uh, oh, what's his name? Bill Maher? <laughs> he, he said, you know, he was cutting down on Black Lives Matter and uh, the uh, uh, woke woke and what's the other one uh critical race theory mm -hmm. and he said if we're such a horrible country how come you don't see people hanging on to the wheel well of a jet taking off so they can get out <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was pretty good you know, for him. yeah i mean that's true you don't see people trying to escape from the united states they're trying to get in that's right exactly what's that tell you about us that we're lucky to be here to tell you the truth oh we are the world has the people in the United States have no idea most of them what the world is We've like. Taking a grant for granted that we live here now. Oh, they just don't know. They just don't. They just don't have that uh, that international perspective. They don't have. They haven't traveled. They haven't seen. They haven't studied. And uh, you know, my niece, she said, "Doesn't everybody have the right to an opinion?" I said, "No." You know. You shouldn't. You should not unless you're informed. If you study about the virus, and I was talking with some nurses at a party last night about it, and they had misinformation, and they're trying to tell me, and I said, well, you know, I'm a doctor, and I've been following this for the past year and a half, and here's the true facts, and they're quoting studies, and I'm like, what study? Show it to me. They don't study. They don't have any studies, Ken. They're just they're reading stuff on the internet and. And, uh, and uh, you know, listening to stuff in the OR and in the nurses' lounge, and it's just, it's just terrible. But that's the way life is. Well, I think the uh, the, the business mandates are going to make a big a big difference. If you can't work anymore because you didn't take the shot because your boss says we don't want you in here, and apparently that looks like it's going to be legal, that would yeah. make a difference. Yeah, I think it is legal, and and I think that uh, it's going to make a big difference. And if if you are getting kicked out because you're not paying your rent, you might want to think about getting the vaccine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When you go for a job. Oh, by the way, you're going to need it. Yeah. We've got the vaccine and uh, we're uh, we're giving out doses. So it's nothing out of pocket for you, Ken. So first, second or third dose, I've got the Moderna open. The Moderna and the Pfizer are exactly the same. Doesn't doesn't matter which one you get. If you've had the Johnson and Johnson, I recommend that you get either the, the Moderna or the Pfizer for your booster. I think you'll get more more uh, bang for your buck there. We we can charge forty dollars uh, to your insurance or to Medicare or Medicaid or to if you don't have any insurance, we'll still take you because we can charge the government for you. But please bring your insurance card if you have one identity. Uh, bring yourself, uh, bring your, if you've had a dose already, bring your little card from the CDC that has the first two doses or first dose written down on that, and we'll stamp and sign that for you. And we are at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Love you guys. I'll see you next week. Look forward to hearing from you in the office. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. 
Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.